Welcome back. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Pops, the people love you. You're a hit. Stop. How's that make your ego feel? My ego is... No, I think I, what I realized over the years is that people project on you good stuff, negative stuff, and you really need to know who you are and not fall into any of those sides. But we talked about that. We talked about it a little bit. Yeah, so, you know, of course, like you can't help it. A friend of mine called me. He said he stopped in the light yesterday. This car pulled over next to him and three women were there and the windows are down and they look at him and they go, you are such a gorgeous man. He goes, I still have it. He called me to tell me. <laughs> and you know, it's so nice for the ego to get stroked like that. Right? Yeah. You know, a lot of it is on the surface. You know, when someone listens to my meditation, it feels good because maybe they see my depth. They see something more real. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I appreciate. There's more appreciation for that. People see that and they get something out of it. Mm-hmm. I like that. I try to keep the ego in check, though. It's tough. Ego's really smart. Well, ego's growing with us. As we grow, the ego grows. I, I always joke about this. I go to therapy, right, so that I can take apart my ego. And my ego hates that. It starts like, I start taking it apart. It's like, no, don't take me apart. What are you doing? And then it's so smart that the second it realizes I'm taking it apart, it goes to me and it says, you're so good at taking the ego apart. No one takes <laughs> the ego apart better than you. And I'm like, damn it. Here we are again. <laughs> See how smart it is? It's like so slippery. The ego is very sophisticated and it's it's growing as we grow and we get more sophisticated. The ego gets more sophisticated. It's not that it stays somewhere. It, in the evolution of us, in the growth of us, the ego grows with us. Yeah. So it pulls all this stuff on us all the time. Let's go to the beginning. The ego is not a bad thing per se. No, egos are not a bad thing at it's all. It's how we take care of ourselves. Like Absolutely. if you go back to the caveman days, the ego is our ability to protect our person. Ego tells you not to go, you know, okay, in nature, not to go into a really dark place without somebody with you. The ego protects you. The ego makes sure you don't fall off the cliff. Ego kind of is is our protection that that we know we are we need to be safe and how safe we should be and all that. Um, so the ego has definitely has a job. The problem is that the ego got very connected to materialistic things, got connected to getting love or not getting love. So now it's become very shadow. There's a lot of shadow in modern life that's attached to the ego. What do you mean by shadow? What I mean by shadow? We're not, shadow is stuff we're not aware of. So there's stuff in awareness uh-huh. that we are aware of. Oh, this is what's going on. Right. You're clear on it. And stuff that's going on that we're not aware of. We're doing it automatically, thinking that this is who we are, but there's some shadow, something dark that's in a subconscious that makes us do whatever we do. So what would an example of stuff you're aware of be? Like, I know that I had four brothers that I grew up with, so I'm always looking for attention. Would that be something? You know that. Yeah, I know that. So you my, know, you, do you notice when you're looking for attention? Now I do. Okay, so I, it's not in the shadow anymore. Okay. When, when you were not noticing, we're just being like the very loud in the room and too, too yeah. obnoxious and okay. then your brother comes to you and said that was really annoying yeah, you wouldn't shut and, up and you, and, and you would say really i don't know what you're talking about yeah that was in the shadow okay so what's in awareness you're aware of what you still running you and you're not aware of is in the, in the shadow. shadow got you shadow is yeah it's a big part of us and we, i don't think we'll ever clear it completely but if you imagine a circle with a line through it like so half of it is above the, the line the, and half the, below right. the line the personal growth and clearing the shadow will be lowering that line down the circle. So more of that circle is above the line in awareness and Correct. less is below in the shadow. So more is in awareness, less is in the shadow. Mm. And I think therapy 
perhaps lower the line, like all stuff that was automatically you were chasing certain female type and like, oh, this is my mom. It's the stuff from the opposite of my mom or whatever. I yeah. can't do that anymore. I, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very timid in this relation, in this relationship again and again. Oh, it's because of this thing that happened in my past. I'm going to pay attention to it in the future, lowering the line more stuff in awareness. In relationship is when we realize all this shadow stuff. You know, when you live alone on the hill with some goats and chickens and you grow your food, you usually be okay. Yeah. The minute you're in relationship, all that stuff comes up, mm-hmm. right? So... You get triggered. People push down on your buttons. Your, exactly. Your stories, your ego comes out. So what were you saying that uh, what happened with the ego is that it got really attached to... I think in the modern world, especially in the Western world, especially in the modern Western capitalistic world, ego actually started getting maybe um, appreciated more. Like, it's okay to have a big ego. You know, the guy's uh, making a lot of money. Should, why shouldn't he have a big ego? You know, it's mm-hmm. like it was, uh, it's uncomfortable for people sometimes, but they also admire it maybe and um, accepting it. So I feel like in recent decades, recent years, you know, it was always there, right? I mean, there was always the generals. There was always the leaders. There was always the people that were trying to do uh, a bunch of stuff for their ego. But I, th- I have a feeling it gotten worse um, with modern society. And a lot of stuff is ego-driven. You, you were talking about the Ferrari. There's people that drive... Some people really love the Ferrari. It's a real passion for them. Mm-hmm. Like they love the curvy design, the yeah. speed. They're really into like exactly what the engine is doing. That's kind of a, a passion that will be just like collecting old records, whatever. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a passion for it. Right. How many people that drive Ferraris are really like that? Probably the, the minority. Absolutely. Most people drive Ferrari because... They're rich. It's a status thing, and they have ten What's of them. What's the status things mean? Ego. Yeah. So like I drive around. I'm good. successful. I'm successful. Do you remember the conversation we had about money? When I was in letting the ego drive the uh, car. Let's say I'm the car. There's a car. I'm a car. My ego is driving the car. What does that mean? That means that I have to make all these symbols around me that I'm successful and powerful. You know, driving nice cars, wearing good clothes. Uh, Hanging on the right restaurants, on and on and on. That's all very ego driven. If I'm if I'm there, then I'm 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 valuable. I'm worth something. Mm-hmm. So if you take the ego and put it in the, in the back seat, and it's only there to warn you when things are not okay, don't fall off the cliff. Be careful when you drive the car. You're making too sharp of a turn. That's what the ego job is. Yes, yeah, so but your heart and your soul are in a the authentic self is driving the car things are much better yeah so in that car you have like your scared self your ego self your authentic self like you have all these different like well, archetypes it's right? actually not it's not even a car it's a huge bus <laughs> okay <laughs> you have this huge bus and it's like it's full of archetypes and different archetypes drive it at different times so sometimes it can happen an archetype takes over the steering wheel the jealous archetype your girlfriend was talking to someone in the bar. She looks really interested. Who's who's driving the bus right now? Oh, yeah. Jealous Sean. Jealous Sean may be driving the, yeah. the bus right now. His mind is very set. You know, mm-hmm. I'm hurt. I'm upset. I don't feel like I'm good enough. Someone else is better than me. Mm-hmm. And it's that's it. That's who's driving the bus right now. That bus is going to do some damage. It's going <laughs> to go through some buildings. It's going to create some maybe collateral. And maybe that girlfriend would never want to be with you. Yeah, that could be a difficult thing. If you... A lot of stuff is in awareness, and you know that, oh, here's my jealous self come up. What am I jealous about? Am I not good enough? No, I am good enough. She can talk to someone there. Absolutely. If she wants to be with him, then she could be with him. I know I'm good enough. If she doesn't want me, that's on her. Everything's good. 
then that's your authentic self, your calm, reliant self is, is self-reliant self is there and is, is, is happy and content. Yeah, because you're not trying to fill your void with something on the outside. You've, you're like, okay, I see the story. I would want usually to like, I need her love to feel whole and she's leaving me for somebody else and I feel this, I'm fragmented inside and then you get reactive. It's usually because I don't feel enough, you know, and why do I feel enough? And I have to sit with that. And am I enough? Yes, I'm enough. So let's move on. Yeah. So you were saying that what happened was the ego was looking for love and it got mixed up with material stuff in the West. Yeah. So he's got a lot of the uh, rewards from status, what you call status. And what status, you know, you know, money, uh, shiny things, uh, big houses, big cars, etc., etc. And it's also... A certain behavior. People have an egoistic behavior, like ego-driven behavior. They'll they'll speak with a lot of you know knowing. They'll they'll take a lot of space. I mean, we know the ego-driven yeah. people. They're not always. It's not always in materialistic things. It's also in opinion and so the control. ego just wants to be loved. And at some point, it got convoluted and started to replace the the feeling it got with love for like uh, material things and and possessions and status. I think the ego likes a lot of pats and strokes ego needs to be stroked mm-hmm. a lot that's kind of the ego fault it yeah. needs to be stroked a lot when you are able to work with your ego and put it in the right size and see what's really going on in the world and live your life without this ego driven driving the car i think that you not doing things to get strokes not doing things to hear how good you are mm. you're doing things so it's the right thing to do and that's it you're not doing it to get oh like you know we ask me how am i doing with this compliments about the uh, podcast yeah i'm doing a podcast because you asked me to do it you said that it's helping people and i love you and i want to help people feel better yeah that's what i'm doing the podcast (laughs) Uh, but at the same time yeah of course it's nice to hear that it's impactful yeah yeah so i'm asking myself you know is my ego getting oh wow i'm so smart everybody wants to listen to me or am i helping some people and that feels good Mm -hmm. so I'm, i'm 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 always like evaluating i always have to do that yeah so i have a question if you didn't feel a lot of love growing up. Is that make your what does that effect have on your ego? Does that mean you're like more thirsty for love? Like if you had a lot of love growing up and you felt really worthy and whole and complete and full, I would imagine from my life experience, those people who I've seen with loving childhoods tend to be a little their egos tend to be a little softer. Like they don't need as much of that external validation versus some of the people that I grew up with that I, I know had a little rougher upbringing with like colder parents. They're like, I need, they need those strokes. Do you see, do you see a relationship like that? It makes sense that if you had unconditional love, very much presence in your childhood, you probably don't have a big of an ego. You're more comfortable with who you are and you don't need these uh, ego strokes as much because you just kind of have a self-love and you know your value in the world. I think that's a general thing to say. I'm not sure that those people don't all, sometimes fall into their own ego too. Mm. It's also maybe an example of what they saw from their parents, the surrounding they lived in. Uh, was it uh, very community-based when people were, you know, yourself was not, you know, that's another piece, right? Like in this society, we're very, we're admiring the self, the individual that's, uh, you know, the, the cowboy on the hill, the John Wayne on the hill, the strong, you know, person. We admire that. And I think that in older civilizations, it was about uh, sharing. It's about being in community. Like who was appreciated was the person that was more a community person, more doing things for others, more uh, less less selfish and more about the rest. And that was really appreciated in more healthy societies. I think what happened to us here is that we started admiring the individual that takes care of himself, that built the biggest house on the hill. 
and we forget that really what's important is um, is on a much different level, a level of the heart, level of the care, level of a community, of, of, of sharing. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. We used to celebrate the people that would take care of the tribe, and now we've kind of broken down into these smaller little clusters, and in these clusters we celebrate like more individuality and the ability of one's person to do all these great things for themselves instead of like what you were saying, where it used to be able to do it for everyone, for the tribe. Look how much they help everyone. Exactly. I think, I think this is kind of where we are with that. If someone had a upbringing in more communal settings with a lot of unconditional love from their caretakers, I believe that there may be smaller egos there. I want to believe that. I think that people that have something missing, they were looking to, for these love strokes more, uh, you'll feel that more, maybe. Mm-hmm. When uh, we interviewed Leon Segal, Dr. Leon Segal, in episode seven and eight, he talked about how when you get older, the volume on your ego gets turned up, and so you feel it more in your life. And I've kind of experienced that. I've seen it a little bit in myself and people around me. Like, you can run from some of the things in our lives that inflate our egos, and then you get to you know start in twenties, thirties it's harder to run from that stuff. Like the story gets stronger or, or it's a little more like the grip tightens. The way I can explain it from my own experience is that we buy into the story that if we satisfy the ego, things will be okay. Mm. And we start seeing some maybe satisfaction to the egos. We're doing stuff to satisfy the ego, but overall the system doesn't feel much, much, that much better. So you need to do more and more to get the same satisfaction. Yeah, so maybe you keep chasing it, but... Um, I think that's what he's talking about is that you realize that the ego satisfaction is not giving you a whole holistic feeling of, of, of being great. It's just not feeling like that. It's feeling still feeling um, removed somewhat or, mm-hmm. or, or in, not in connections very much. And it's crazy to see like I, you know, most of my friends are in therapy. And for most of our 20s, we were like, oh, what do you mean? We're perfect. You know, nothing needs to change. We're good. And we started to get older. And it's like, yo, there's these like, things these voices in my head and they're getting louder and like we kind of a lot of us were like yeah let's go to therapy and figure out what's going on here because it's just making it more and more uncomfortable to to exist yeah i think that is the, the the more challenges you face with your life look as a child you pretty much don't have to deal with your most people most kids i would say don't have to deal with their income don't have to deal with their roof over their head don't have to deal with food things are provided you can you're kind of like in a beautiful period of your life it's most stuff is provided yeah you don't really appreciate you don't usually appreciate it that much when it's, it's hard there. to yeah you just think that's how it is but then you grow up and then you have to provide for yourself and then you have to put roof over your head and then you have to get food on the table and maybe you have a family and kids and there's so much more demanded for you and i believe that that's kind of brings things to some sort of a deep realization of am i am i doing it well or am i yeah, am i going to be okay like yeah. am i going to survive it takes you to a survival place am i going to survive <laughs> yeah and i think it's you know we bringing the ego into it it's also do you know by by maybe not doing it well or not not getting achieving what i wanted to achieve it's kind of a very hurtful to one's uh, ego yeah uh, feeling like oh i'm a failure yeah. i'm not i'm not i'm not measuring up to to my mm. own ideas or others you know me scared you won't be able to meet the ego's needs told you many times the ego is not your amigo that's right <laughs> got him but it's not 100 percent true the ego is your amigo if you keep it in the right size uh, ego could be definitely could be your amigo if oh, it's in the right size the problem is right the here. ego when the ego is inflated 
it's way too big for its size that could be very uncomfortable for people around you and eventually for you okay i got a new one then can you make the ego your amigo yes how we like that we like that yes we can make the ego you can make the ego your amigo it's like it's like we're modernizing the saying yes what's the name of the podcast going to be make the ego your amigo is your is your ego your amigo (laughs) is the ego your amigo i like that when I realized this whole thing about the ego and its needs, and I realized the inner struggle with the ego sometimes, which I definitely admit that I have, I paid attention to, give you an example, I'm sitting in a class, and they're talking about something, and they're looking for remarks, and I want to say something. So I check with myself, am I saying it because I want to sound smart, mm. or am I saying it because I want to add something, it will add something to the yeah. group? Oh, I do that all the time with my jokes. When I wasn't that aware, I would say it because I want to sound smart. I want people to think Duran is smart. He just yeah. said, oh, wow, he's very smart. He just said a very beautiful thing. That's ego. Yeah. If I th- I'm thinking about it, I'm like, you know, adding that piece would be very helpful for people to know that they missed something here. I can yeah. add something here. And I say it, I'm saying it for the benefit of the group. That's not ego. I check within myself a lot if I want to do something. I want to donate money, for example. I, I have to ch- stop and check what's the who's the who's in the driver's seat right yeah, now. Yeah, what's the motivation? Who's signing the check? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Is it my heart signing the check or my ego signing the check? I love in Judaism there's something called matan baseter. Matan baseter. What's matan baseter? Is you give charity without recognition. Nobody knows that it's you. It's like anonymous. It's completely anonymous. So you give money to this needy family and they never know it's you. Huh. And it's really done well if you don't even know what the, f- the family, you never get to you meet them either. You right. use a middleman huh. and you say, you know, give it to a, a really, I trust you. Yeah, give it's it complete to faith. Because do you know why? Because the, 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 the wisdom behind it is that if you run into them, your ego may say, oh, you're the people I help. I know. I'm better and than you. I'm better than you huh. in some ways. And we can't have that. Huh. You need to meet them as equals. So it's a beautiful thing to take it all the way to not just anonymous giving, but you don't even know where the money went. Right. Well, let's wrap this episode up. You know, we love our meditation around here. So I think I want to close out by touching on a topic we discussed in a previous episode when we broke down the brain. And we're talking about, you know, the reptilian brain is, is your, the core part of your brain and the limbic brain is on top of that. And then in your forehead is your neocortex. And that's where your executive function is. That's where your ego basically lives. One way to make this episode a little more actionable is when we meditate, what we're doing is quieting down that neocortex. We're quieting down the conscious mind, the ego, and we're kind of turning the volume down gently on the stories that we tell ourselves. Oh, I'm the best at this, or I suck at this. And and then when, what happens is you get to live more from your subconscious, your limbic brain, and uh, you live with a little bit less ego. So that's just one way to tie this back to meditation. Did I, did I mess any of that up, or do you agree with no, that? No, I, I think it's a very good way to explain it. I would say we turn down that default mode network, which is sitting in our, this is where ego sits. Yeah. We turn down a little quieter. We allow more creativity and more memories to float and we're more in that space and i think we're opening up the space for what the buddhists love to call a true buddha self your true buddha self yes kind of like the heart is kind of stepping up to make more decisions right more authentic decisions yeah 
instead of running with the stories and running with the stories i need this because if i do this people will love me exactly. and they'll be appreciate me and so forth okay well hope your egos like that because ours did <laughs> <laughs> and uh you want to you want to add anything or should we close out i want to say that it's a, it's a human contemplation and maybe even struggle with the ego i think there's a lot of ego running our world and I don't want to do without the ego. I just want to invite people to pay attention who's driving the car. Is their ego driving the car? Or can they let the heart, the authentic self, drive the car? And that's really what it's about. Check in with yourself daily. It's a daily practice. Check in and see who's driving the bus and where's it going. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys back here next week. Bye.